Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's actually been sort of amazing, has it not, of how many he spoke. Because this is the way he taught. This is the way he spoke. And we've seen why he spoke this way. We've already gone through that several times. Uh, We're going to jump into the Gospel of Luke now. We've covered uh, the Matthew accounts of the parables, and we've covered the Mark accounts. And there's a lot of parallels, meaning that uh, like in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you'll see uh, the parable of the uh, lamp on a stand, that type of thing or the new cloth on an old garment. You'll see them in all three of them. But Luke has several parables that only appear in the Gospel of Luke. Now, up to this time, uh, uh, Luke has, uh, I mean, there's probably about seven or eight of them right here that we've covered that are in in Luke, but that were in Matthew and in Mark. We may go back later and reread those just to refresh our memory. (laughs) It's always good. But for today, I want to start with one that we haven't seen yet, we haven't encountered. Though we'll see the principles are the same that we've seen in several other parables. Jesus kept driving home certain points in these parables. So where we are today is in Luke chapter 7. And uh, beginning with verse 40, the parables is only uh, three verses long. It's just a little short thought. I want to read it and then expand it and look at the context. Verse 40 says this, And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, Say it, teacher. And Jesus says, A moneylender has two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, which is like a day's wage. Uh, one denarii is a day's wage, so he owed 500 days of wages. And the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? <clears throat> Simon said, well, I suppose the one who forgave him, he forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. So that, that is the thought. That's what Jesus said. That's the little uh, parable that he gave to Simon. Well, there's a couple of things going on here. If you just read it like that, we don't really know who Simon is. You know, usually automatically we think, well, it must be Simon Peter, but not necessarily. And then it says, and Jesus answered him. Now, quite often in Scripture when it says that, that kind of phrase like that, it's not so much that Simon asked a question. It means that Jesus responded to him. So let's back up a little bit. Let's back up to verse 36 and read the entire context, and I think we'll get even more insight into it. Verse 36 says this. Now, one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him in the hymns, Jesus. And Jesus entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. So he's at a Pharisee's house, a religious ruler. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. Isn't that a great way to be known in the city? It means, um, the Greek word means she's an immoral woman. And when she learned that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume. And standing behind Jesus at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with perfume. Now, verse 39, listen carefully to this. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, 
if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is who's touching him, that she is an immoral person. And Jesus answered him saying, Simon, I have something to say to you. So there's that verse, that verse 40 we started with. Notice Jesus is answering him. Jesus is responding to the thought of Simon, the Pharisee. He was thinking to himself, he said to himself, you know, he was thinking to himself and Jesus was responding to that. And Jesus says, I have something to say to you. And Simon says, hey, say it, teacher. Jesus says, a money lender has two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon said, I suppose the one who forgave more. And Jesus said to him, you have judged correctly. Now listen to this, verse 44. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. <coughs> you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this man who forgives sin? And he says to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So what is Jesus saying here? Well, look at the response, the two different responses, the two different individuals to Jesus' presence. Simon, the Pharisee, invited him over because he just wanted to know more about it, about him, wanted to see about it. But he was very standoffish. He didn't give Jesus any of the normal courtesy that you would give to somebody who came to your house of, of a cleaning of their feet or, or giving them a kiss or anointing their head with oil, their feet were perfect, you know, any of this type of stuff. He didn't do any of it. He remained standoffish from him. He had him in the house. He was sitting at the table, but he kept his distance from him. This woman came in the brokenness of sin and poured out her resources and herself to the Lord. But it wasn't the act that made her right. Jesus says, your sins have been forgiven. Why was that? The last verse, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Her faith had saved her. Faith in what? Yeah, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in the Messiah that was there before her. And she would have had little understanding about all that and who he was and what it was, but she simply did this, folks, believed. She simply believed. Simon the Pharisee had yet to believe, apparently. Uh, I'm not saying he didn't later. I suspect he probably did, but I don't know. Okay, But this woman did. And Jesus says, your faith has saved you. And therefore, he looks at her and says, you go in peace. Jesus had forgiven her. The other people can say what they want to do, do what they want to do about her and what she used to be. She is now a new creature. She is now a new creation. The example of the parable right here was for Simon because he said what? This woman right here is the one that was that owed 50 
Simon, the Pharisee, <laughs> you think, what? Is that the way it goes? No, 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 not at all. What was happening was she had sinned greater than what Simon thought he had sinned. What did he say? You know, remember what he said right there? He said, you know, this man's not a prophet. If he was, he'd know what sort of person this woman is who's touching him, that she's a sinner. Which one of them had the 500 sins? Which had the 50 sins? It doesn't matter. You can explain it both ways. The idea is this. Why are you judging this way? Let's say that she is the one with the 500 sins. <laughs> For lack of a better term, she's forgiven. She loves more. Simon wouldn't even seek the forgiveness. Hmm. I tell you what, that religious ruler thing is a tough, tough thing. If you refuse to walk in humility, if you refuse really to do what the Lord calls you to do. Anyway, this is Luke chapter 7. Take it before the Lord. Uh, right around verses 41, 42. Think about it and meditate upon it and see what the Lord says to you. I thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you again the next time. Goodbye.